2: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into?
0: Talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read PG
1: 13.
3: Hey, everybody. How was your weekend? I hope you had a great holiday weekend. It's football season. Man, what a wild weekend in college football, and we get it going. In about 48 hours, a little bit more, for the start of the NFL season with Buffalo uh, at the Rams. Great to have you on board. You know the routine. You can hit that hand icon and I will put you right on. Uh, get ready for my charitable event coming up on Monday, and again, you can go and check it out. I would, be, would love to have you there. All right? Absolutely love to have you there. It's a very simple. All right. And we're gonna be at Bennett's in Roseville on Eureka. And all you need to do is go to Grant Napier's Grant Napier Charitable Grant Napier Charitable Event dot com. All the information that you need is right there. All right. It's all right there. And we're gonna have a lot of fun. Uh, I will be getting my head shaved, so will Ryan. Don't ask me why the hell I'm doing this. Uh, I, I don't have an answer, although I do like helping out. Charities, I've always done that, but in terms of like me getting my head shaped don't ask me why I'm doing that. I still don't have an answer for you. I really do not i I don't have a good answer, uh, but I do have a good heart, just like many of you who are uh charitable in nature, and so you know what? That's a good thing, isn't it? That's a real good thing. So I'm really excited uh, to be out there on Monday, and I would love to have you out there. I would love to have you out there. All right, so we look back at the weekend in uh, college football, uh, obviously for the Pac-12, pretty bad, right? I mean, Utah loses in the swamp. You have Oregon embarrassed, and they are blown out. It was like men against boys against Georgia. Then you had a wild game between LSU and Florida State, and there's already rumblings in Baton Rouge about Brian Kelly, and I'm not surprised by that at all. But that was a very bizarre game and a heck of a finish for uh, Florida State to go to 2 and 0 and beat LSU. I did a show today with Sean Salisbury that I have posted on my various uh, outlets on the uh, website if you don't like that.com and we talked about all those college games. We also uh, broke down a lot of games coming up this weekend in the National Football League, but it was a, a wild weekend. I I don't know about you, but I didn't get off my couch very much. I did not get up very much. I can tell you that right now. I did not. I was pretty much glued to the TV watching college football. I loved it. And really, for the most part, for the most part, uh, the games were really good. Obviously, the blowout with Oregon, I didn't think Oregon was going to win. But, I mean, come on. You got you to play better than that. All right? And, you know, Utah with a bad interception uh, at the end of the game, which cost them a chance to win against an unranked Florida team. Now they are ranked, but that's that's an issue uh, as well. So anyway, we are with you now this week and in the future at four o'clock Pacific. Now there may be instances where I have to change the time, but obviously you'll know about it. So it's not that big of a deal, but I'm going to try uh, for some consistency and I will be flying to Sacramento uh, later this week, but that's not going to interrupt my shows because I am planning my travel accordingly so I can make sure that I am in Sacramento in time to do my show. So that is going to be a good week for us because I didn't do the show yesterday because of Labor Day, uh, but tomorrow, Thursday and Friday, will be on at 4 o'clock Pacific. All right. So there you have it. We got a lot of football to talk about. Here's the deal. On Thursday, I'm going to give you four picks against the number. OK, so we're going to go point spread. I'm going to do four picks on Thursday's show. And then on Friday, you give me four picks. And Ryan is going to keep track of the totals. And we'll have a winner at the end of the football season. And you'll have some nice gifts that we'll be handing out, like gift cards, things of that nature. So that, you know, it's not just for fun. It's it's 99% for fun. And 1%, you get a little nugget at the end of it. So that's going to be a good deal. I'll be doing that on Thursday of this week. I already know next Thursday I will not have a show, so next Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, I'll do my picks, and then you can give me your picks on Friday. All right, so there you have it. All right, let's get to some phone calls here, and we start off with Jeff. Jeff, welcome. Hope you had a good weekend.
4: Oh, it was pretty good, Grant, and i uh, celebrating my birthday today with my lovely wife. We're from- oh,
3: Happy birthday!
4: From a good dog, canine rescue. We got a for my birthday. We went to the animal shelter and rescued a German Shepherd. Thanks. <laughs>
3: good for you. You're a good man. So good for you.
4: Anyway, yeah. my wife. I'm looking forward to bringing my wife to the event. Uh, is there going to be other wives there, or do you know?
3: Well, first of all, your wife is more than welcome, uh, regardless of uh, uh, who's bringing their significant other. I don't know. I didn't ask. Uh, there will be uh, several females in attendance, uh, based on the feedback that we have gotten, but you, you're perfectly fine to bring your wife. Absolutely. 100%. This is not just for guys. Uh, it's for people that want to support me and see me and see Jerry and have a good time. So by all means, it's fine.
4: Right. Well, one, this 112 in Marysville today.
3: Well, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you other than stay indoors.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, hey, I, I sent you something over the weekend, and I, I got to thinking: uh, Did you remember the Jim Abbott no hitter in nineteen ninety
3: three? Yes, of course I did.
4: So would that rank up there with a professional player with a handicap that accomplished such a feat? What do you think?
3: Yeah, it might be at the number one. It might be number one on the list. I mean, I don't, I haven't thought about it, but uh, I can't imagine a more impressive feat than what Jim Abbott did. With one arm pitching a no hitter, I mean that's pretty darn impressive.
4: <laughs> yes, it was. So, anyways, I, I want we got fantasy football coming up this week. Yeah, and I wanted to throw something out to Ryan, get his opinion. Um, I have three quarterbacks on one of my teams. I took Allen, I got Justin Herbert and Derek Carr, and my philosophy was, I, I did this last year and I made it to the Super Bowl in two two uh, contests ESPN and NFL uh, uh, on the NFL uh, fantasy uh, that I use. I like to use them as trade trade bait.
3: Well, you're speaking to the wrong guy. So when Ryan calls up, maybe he can help you out a little bit. Now, not knowing how this works, I would always go with quarterbacks that play in either a dome or in warm weather you know, when you get into the weather uh, in December in Buffalo, you know, there are, there are games where you can't really throw the football. And so, you know, that could hurt if you have Josh Allen, I would assume. I would let Ryan and others that play fantasy football uh, chime in on that. But that's how I would always go. I mean, Derek yeah. Carr is going to be playing. You know what? What?
4: That's a great point. And, you know, I didn't realize when I was listening to uh, The Herd, and he's saying something like Derek Carr has one of the best completion percentages in the last six, seven years of any NFL. Hey, you know what? I don't
3: care. I, I don't care. That doesn't mean anything to me. Complete completion percentage. You know what that means to me? Doesn't mean anything. You know what it means? Something to yeah. me? How many games win, do you win? win. Wait, how many games do you win during a year? And, yeah. and and how do you play in the playoffs? I don't give a damn what your uh, completion percentage is. doesn't matter to me. It makes no difference to me. You know what matters to me? How do you play in big games? How do you play when the game is on the line? And how do you play in January and February? That's what matters to me. I, that the, the, you know, you, and I don't, I'm not saying this about you. People get too damn caught up in stats now in sports. It, it's just too damn stat driven. You know what? Whatever happened to wins right. and losses, whatever happened to playing well in big games, stats to me can be so misleading. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that Derek Carr is not a good quarterback, and I'm not saying that he may not have a great year, now, and again, I don't know how fantasy football works. So if you get an X number of points based on completion percentage, then yes, that's good. But I don't play fantasy football. I care about wins. I care about losses. I don't give a damn. Like I had a debate today in the pool. I, I swim with this guy. He does all of his exercises while I'm old. He's from New York. He's a diehard Yankee fan. And every day he's telling me about Aaron Judge. And I'm and I and listen, I'm, I'm a Yankee fan too. But I, I said, do you care whether the Yankees win or not? Because he tells me that he only turns on the game when Aaron Judge is on, up. I go, you know what? I, I go, You only watch the Yankees? He goes, yep. He goes, if I see Aaron Judge is coming up, I turn the game on, I've got the baseball package. I go, you know what? I, I said, that doesn't resonate with me. I said, you're either a fan of the Dan team or you're not. How about winning? I go, the Yankees have been pathetic the last two months. Pathetic. Yeah, Aaron Judge is fun to watch, but I'd rather have a team that goes to the World Series than a guy that hits 60 home runs. And we get too damn caught up in numbers. Win the freaking game. Win the freaking right. game. I don't give a damn what a quarterback's uh, completion percentage is.
4: Right. Well, I mean, my Giants are an example of that. When they won their three World Series, there wasn't very many all-stars. I mean, a Buster Posey and maybe, you know, but there's there wasn't the great, great, great players, but they won three world series in uh, six years or something
3: like that yeah that's right they won three and six that's exactly right after not winning one forever
4: that's true
3: (laughs) listen i hope you enjoy listen happy birthday to you i really appreciate you calling as always have yourself a great rest of the day and again happy birthday
4: thank you grant take it easy
3: thank thank you jeff thank Uh, you very much all right let's get to uh, al right here on listen app al how are you today
5: Oh, good, Grant. Hey, I just wanted to chime in on Jeff if you don't mind. I've done the fantasy league for like thirty years and every type of league you can imagine, and my first question to jeff is what the who the hell's in your league that you got those three quarterbacks i, I, I mean who who the hell what are you in a league full of idiots i, I just can't believe well,
3: it. he he might he might be in a league by himself, you know what I mean It might be just uh, uh, him and and maybe maybe his wife's the other person in the league. <laughs> That's very funny. Oh, well, How do you get those three quarterbacks? That's, I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. And, you know,
5: I would like to. Uh, uh, I heard a caller say, and you said that could. I'd like to set it up a, a round table with the fantasy f- football fans. I would love to do something like that. We all get in there, and
3: I know Waggus does it. You know, some other list. Uh, well, we, we can do it. If you, if you guys want to do it, pick out a day of the week that you want to do fantasy football, and I can have a roundtable. I can put you all on at the same time. Now, we have to be careful not to step on each other because, you know, we got to go one at a time, but we could have that. We can have a round, ta- a fantasy roundtable discussion. I'll be the moderator. I'll go, okay, let's hear from you, Waggus, Let's hear from you, Al. Let's hear from you, Jeff. Let's hear from you, and we can do it that way, and yeah. we can have fun with that. I'm, I'm all for that. If you guys want to do that, you let me know what day you would like to do it, and I'm, I'm fine. Let's roll. Let's do it. You're always so generous about that. I would love
5: that. I would say some t- somewhere towards the end of the week, you know, like on a Thursday okay. or maybe not Thursday because, you know, maybe Wednesday because there's games on Thursday. But to get to Jeff's – here's my input on Jeff besides the first comment. Uh, I like your comment, Grant. Jeff, you got to think that Allen's going to be in some harsh, harsh, harsh conditions in December and January because look at the team – also the teams in the division. you got New England, and I remember there was a game the Bills played – New England and it was cold, frigid, ah, miserable, yep. and and New That's England right. beat them. Now Allen's got a strong, strong arm. That's why Buffalo drafted him because they needed a guy who could throw in 40 mile an hour uh, ice storm winds and conditions. So that being said, though, you got trade bait. I'm assuming you only you start you only have one quarterback in your on your starting roster, and that being said, you got ridiculous trade bait somebody's got to have a a lousy quarterback. Allen's your trade bait more than Carr of the three. I like Derek Carr, but for me, the the, the number that concerns me, you've spoken to the offensive line. His offensive line concerns me. Uh, Waller seems to be really banged up. I love Adams and Renfro, uh, but if he's going to have trade bait, he'll get a lot more for Allen and do it now because there's got to be, I don't know how many teams are in your league and who's in there, but if you're only starting one quarterback and you got these three, you got two guys wasting away. Pull the trigger, you can get a bona fide legit number one for Allen right now. because somebody's got to have some some junk out there, because you know the quarterback uh uh out there uh, somewhere, so quarterbacks, you know, it's almost like in the fantasy leagues, there's not a big big disparity, believe it or not. But Carr's TD number is only 23 last year. He's got to push this up, and I think he will, but I really think he nope. should. Allen's a trade bait. Get, okay. get get a top wide receiver, Jeff, or or maybe one of the top runners because only, there's only a handful of runners out there that are really worth pulling the trigger on. That's my two cents, and I'll just let you go. Thanks for hearing me
3: out.
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No
2: purchase necessary. VGW for void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With
1: Lucky Land you
5: can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
5: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Hey, if anyone else, when you call up, if you want to do a fantasy roundtable, you let me know. We can do it on Wednesday, the open forum Wednesday, right? We can do it on Wednesdays if you want. We can spend, you know, half the show talking about whatever you want to talk about. We can spend, oh, I don't know, 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes on a fantasy roundtable where you all can you know, bounce off stuff, and I'm happy to do that. If, if that's something you want to do, just give me a yay or a nay when you call, and you know, maybe we can get a sponsor for it. We can have some fun, and maybe we can have a, a prize for the winner as well. I, I'll, I'd probably wouldn't be able to do that because you're not all in the same league, but the point is we can have fun. All right, that's the bottom line. We can have fun, and uh, I love doing it here on Listen Up. All right, if you want to get in on the program, Hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it. I really mean that about stats. I'm so, uh, I am not an analytic guy or an analytical person. I'm not. I understand there's a purpose for analytics, but I absolutely am so tired of all the stats that are jammed down our throats every day when I'm watching a game because so much of it doesn't mean a damn thing. And so many announcers want to show how much homework they've done. So they jam stats down our throats. And a lot of times the stats aren't even relevant to what the hell they're talking about, or the stats don't make sense, or the stats are stupid. You know, I'm watching a college game, you know, the other night, and they had a stat, something like first time that it's happened since 2020. Somebody needs to tell the person in the truck that's producing a game that it's 2022 and that 2020 really is not that far to put a stat up saying first time since 2020, like that, that, that's stupid to me, right? Uh, Stats to me are just overused, absolutely overused. And I understand that a lot of athletes get paid based on their stats. So I'm not naive to that. I understand that, you know, if you get certain number of touchdown receptions and catches and yards, or, you know, you hit for an average and you're, you know, a gold glove fielder. And I I understand that. I understand numbers translate into dollars. I get that. But as a fan, so many stats to me are just, they don't mean anything to me. You know, another stat that I think is so overblown in football is the touchdown to interception ratio. I also think red zone offense is so overblown. So you're telling me that if you get the ball at the 19-yard line, and it's second and 10, all right? And you don't score. Like your red zone offense is the same as if you had the ball inside the five-yard line? Or how many points does your team average? Well, what happens if you have a good defense and they score a couple of touchdowns throughout the season? What category does that go into? Points four? I mean, it doesn't make sense to me some of the times. It really doesn't. So a lot of the numbers to me don't don't add up. And I don't like them. Some stats are relevant, yes. But some numbers just don't make any sense to me. You know, red zone offense to me is a perfect one. You know, red zone offense. Okay, so, you know, if you uh, if you get the ball, you know, at the 19-yard line, I said second and 10. You know, if it's third and 18 or third and 15, or whatever the case may be because of a penalty or what have you, or, you know, whatever. Uh, It's crazy. Yeah, it really is. You know, if if, if your special teams allows a runner on a kickoff return or a punt return, you know, inside the 10-yard line, and your defense allows a touchdown, what does that mean? That hurts their ranking, right? What, do you really expect the defense to stop a team that gets the that kind of field position, you know, they, they don't factor in these type of numbers. They don't factor them in at all. Or if they do, I'm certainly not aware of it. You know, I've always said, like in baseball, you know, if a pitcher is pitching well and there are errors behind him, and the runner score, those are unearned runs. Well, if a quarterback in the NFL throws a perfect pass. That hits the receiver in the hands, deflects, and is intercepted. Why does that count against the quarterback? Why is that a quarterback interception? That shouldn't be an interception for the quarterback. How about a Hail Mary at the end of the game that's picked off? Or a Hail Mary at the end of half, where a quarterback's just trying to do anything they can to get lucky and score? That counts as an interception against the quarterback. Should it? Or should it be a category kind of like baseball and unearned runs? How many times do you watch a quarterback throw an interception and the ball hits the receiver right in the hands or the receiver turns around and and pats himself on the chest or the helmet and says, my bad, because he ran the wrong route. And the ball gets intercepted. And you see them talking on the sideline. And then the analyst says, hey, this is not on the quarterback. This is on the receiver. He was supposed to stop here. Instead, he kept going. That's a mistake on the receiver. But doesn't go against the receiver. It goes against the statistics of the quarterback. So again, touchdown to interception ratio at times can be somewhat deceiving to me. You know, as a Giants fan, I remember Eli Manning used to say this all the time. He didn't give a damn what his interceptions were because he was always at the end of games and at the end of halves trying to score. And he didn't care whether we got an interception or not. It didn't bother him. You know, he, he, he wasn't worried about it. And I, I, that's the way I approach the quarterback. Try to win the freaking game. You know, at the end of the half. You know, a lot of quarterbacks won't throw a Hail Mary at the end of a half. They won't try for the home run ball because they don't want that interception to go against their numbers. I, I don't understand that. To me, the purpose of the game is to win. And the only way you're going to win is to outscore the other team. So I'm just not into all the numbers. I'm not into all the numbers. All right, let me hear from you. Hit your hand icon, and we will put you right on. And again, if you want to do fantasy football on Wednesdays, uh, we can have a round table. I can put put as many people as I want on the stage. All right? And also, uh, if you're coming on Monday – let us know. Say, give me a yay or a nay or hit me up on social media at Grant Napier Show. Go and you can drop us an email, Grant and Ryan Bold, right? Grant and Ryan Bold at gmail.com. But would love to know if you're going to be there. We would love to have you there on Monday. All right, let's get to uh, Ryan right here
6: on Listen App. Hey, Ryan. Grant, what's going on today? Hey, everything's good, buddy. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, I'm going to give you a yay and an a. A yay for a roundtable on Wednesday, and a nay that I will not be there Monday.
3: <laughs> oh, you will not be there on Monday. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I I I have well I don't I don't like to curse on this app, but I may right now. Okay.
6: <laughs> I will be there. Uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a great event. Please let us know, like Grant said. Um, first and foremost, happy birthday, Jeff. Uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, I'm not sure that you are playing with real people in your fantasy football league because <laughs> you got Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr on your team. That That's unreal. So I agree with Al, who said that you need to use some of that capital, but I will tell you, if it was me and I had those three quarterbacks, I am going Derek Carr for week one. Uh, You never know what's going to happen in the preseason. The preseason really is week one through three. Let's be honest about that. But Grant, um, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts about the LSU game. I I thought that was really, really interesting on how all that played out with Brian Kelly and where the season goes from there.
3: Well, first of all, I'm not a Brian Kelly fan. I've never been a Brian Kelly fan. With that said, I also said I was very surprised that LSU went after him and gave him a hundred million dollar contract. LSU to me look undisciplined. They had a lot of stupid penalties, personal foul on the last, uh, last drive, which really hurt them in terms of field position. Uh, Special teams was a disaster and I'm already hearing, you know, negative things coming out of Baton Rouge after one game pointing at Brian Kelly. Listen, when you when you coach at LSU or you coach at Georgia or you coach at Alabama, or those schools in the SEC, you know, you don't have a long leash. Now, I know Brian Kelly's got a mammoth deal, 100 million dollars, but the point is, let me tell you something. If Brian Kelly's a disaster in year number 2, they don't give a damn how much they have to pay him. They'll fire him. That's right. the way it is in the SEC. It's one game but it was a bad, bad debut for Brian Kelly and LSU. Now, as far as what happened on that drive, that was a walk See, first of all, we have to understand, the final score was a one-point game. But Florida State outplayed LSU. The game was not as close as the final score indicated. I mean, Florida State had control of that game. And their stupidity at the goal line on third and goal is still hard to believe that they would pitch the ball in that situation. But, again, that game was really not that close. It was, it was really controlled by Florida State.
6: No, it was. Um, but don't you – I mean, I, I feel like because of the mistakes, whether they were in-game or mental – I know both are in-game. Sorry for saying that. Um, You know, like, it, it, it we're taking away from Jaden Daniels. Were you not impressed by Jaden Daniels? Because I was. Yes. I mean, yes, his, I was. His legs were incredible. and I mean, he took yep. the ball from – or the offense. They drove – 98 yards of the field, and they just they couldn't get in. Yep. No,
3: I was very impressed. I thought he, now again, a lot of it was on his legs and running, which against part of the game, uh I think you could also question, you know, Florida State's defense. But yes, absolutely. I was impressed. That was an unbelievable drive. A unbelievable drive. Yes, indeed. It, 100%. It,
6: it really was. Were you, for me, I was a little surprised when I saw Brian Kelly throw up the one immediately. When they got the touchdown, I was I thinking, was okay, maybe, you know, they're going to go for two. They're going to go for the win. Let's be honest. Even though there was a lot of Florida state fans there, that was a home crowd for LSU. That that was a home game. In the and they League. had all the momentum. Exactly. So what were your thoughts when you I, saw that? I, I, I thought
3: that they might go for two. I also understand the pressure even though he's got a mammoth deal on LSU in that situation, it's a miracle type of a finish, a miracle that Florida state pitched the ball on the goal line, a miracle that with that much time on the clock, LSU is able to drive 99 yards. And I just think at that point, Brian's Kelly's going, all right, we can now exhale. We're going to tie the game up. We can regroup here in a couple of minutes before overtime starts and we will, will we have the momentum. That's just what I thought. Again, you know, here's the other deal. If he goes for two and doesn't make it, he would have gotten killed. He would have gotten absolutely destroyed by everybody. Everybody would have destroyed him. That's the way it works. If you go for two and you make it, then he's a hero and he gets carried off the field. But if you don't make it, you're going to be second guessed to kingdom come.
6: Well, yeah, right? no, know you're right, Grant, but he's already getting killed right now for not even taking the time to make that decision. And I, I look at the tight end. That was such for LSU. That was such a smart play for him to get out of bounds when he did. And I know he was ruled inbounds, but to realize that in that moment, and I believe he's a true freshman. Right. So, um, Well, the other, the
3: other point of that, had they called him, had they called that correctly, which is not an easy call, LSU would have never gotten another snap the game would have been over because as soon as they spot the ball they reset the clock and LSU wouldn't have been able to all likely to snap the ball in one second but you know again I don't expect an official to be able to call that we we had to watch on slow motion to understand that his knee was down but even with that said you're right that tight end was amazing I can't even remember his name off the top of my head
6: yeah I can't either Um, it was a great play Uh, heads up play you know So, um, okay, we we talked about if they go for one or two and you get killed. Special teams, it was terrible. I felt, I don't know about you, looking at, I don't remember his last name, number eight for LSU that muffed the two punts. I felt awful for him, like absolutely awful.
1: Terrible.
6: They're kids, right? But that's where gambling comes in to all of this that yes. is where people are getting or kids literally kids are getting hate because they're screwing up a bet or they you, you know how it works so I, I felt really bad and you could tell he truly cared but you know the one thing I did like was Jalen Daniels in his composure on the bench after they scored the touchdown after the field goal or the extra point was blocked i I thought that said a lot about him and i i I guess i just wonder at this point uh, there was a we talked last week about the top four in college football who's gonna make the playoff and everything's screwed up now so with the teams that have one loss who do you think is the most likely to get in with one loss
3: we currently the teams that have one loss correct uh I, I, I don't know I I don't I don't even think you can say that right now I I think it's just way premature I'll tell you this you and I were talking about Utah last week I don't right. think they're getting in now you can't lose to an unranked team I know it was on no. the road I know but they're they're not getting in now I mean Oregon if they ran the table could they move up I mean they were they were manhandled by Georgia so in my opinion they're not going to get in um, I'll tell you this I was impressed with Notre Dame. I really was. I I thought Notre Dame played well. So I'll say Notre Dame if they run the table. If Notre Dame were to win the rest of their games, playing a tight game against Ohio State, I'll say them. How's that for you?
6: Yeah, I I actually agree with you. That was the team on my list. I thought Notre Dame played really, really well. Um, And, you know, for me, the team I was least impressed with that won was Ohio State.
3: I was too. I talked about this with Sean today. Sean thinks that in the game this week, Ohio State may win by 70 points because that's just the way they are. Last year, same story. They lost early against Oregon, and then they got on a roll, and he thinks the same thing's going to happen here. I'm with you. I wasn't super impressed with Ohio State, but maybe we didn't give Notre Dame enough credit. I thought they looked very good. I was very impressed with Notre Dame.
6: Yeah, I thought they came out. I mean, new head coach. They they played really hard, different style offense. I really, really enjoyed watching them play. So um, what's your game of the week this week? I think I already know the answer. It's going to be Ravens. You're talking about
3: for NFL? Yeah, I'll tell you right now. There are four games that are very intriguing to me. One is Green Bay and Minnesota, because I think the Vikings, this is a huge game for the Vikings. They are a team that a lot of people are expecting to be relevant this year. And by relevant, I mean possibly winning the division and they're at home and they're playing their nemesis over the last couple of years. Actually, Green Bay has been everyone's nemesis. Kirk Cousins, new coaching staff. I think this is a huge game for the Vikings. I know it's only one game, but it's more than one game for Minnesota. It's a much bigger game for Minnesota than it is for Green Bay. So that to me is intriguing. I also want to see Tampa. I want to see Brady behind a offensive line that's a little thin up front at the guard in the center position. And I'm um, that Sunday night, Brady's, you know, again, if you believe what are, is in the press, having a lot of issues with his wife uh, Giselle and uh, you know, you can't tell me that stuff doesn't affect people. They're, they're human beings they are Absolutely. dealing with, you know, it does affect you. So I want to see how Tom Brady does in that game. It goes without saying that I think the most entertaining game on the card this week, is the game you referenced, and that, of course, would be the Raiders and the Chargers. I think that is just going to be one amazing game. There's so much on the line just because it's a divisionary game against two teams that could conceivably win the division. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's going to be one hell of a game. I think that's the number one game. If I could only watch one game this week, that's the game that I would probably watch.
6: I agree with you. And if there is one game that I could not watch this week, it would be the Broncos at the Seahawks. Not only because I got to see Russ return, but then we're going to have our heads shaved. Come on. Oh boy. What's, what's going Uh, on? Like that would be the one. Can we just take that off the schedule altogether, Grant?
3: Well, we could, uh, we could, uh, I think a lot of people would be uh, disappointed, but I, no, I don't think I think it's too late, but I think we're committed. I think we actually are committed. I think that when the ball is in the air to start the second half, uh you and
6: I are gonna look a lot different. We are indeed. Hopefully it's not a hundred and sixteen degrees like it is here in Sacramento right now. Um, hey, Man. quick last question. With Tom Brady, do you think he's gonna make it through the season? He did not look well in that return press conference, and he does not seem right. And it seems Allegedly, per the reports, it's because of what's going on with him and Giselle. So, do you do you see him or him not hanging it? Up, I should say, because he was supposed to hang it up and retire, and go to. Fox Boy, I don't or,
3: see. I don't see him quitting in the middle of the season on his team. I really don't.
6: Well, um, I don't see him quitting, but do you do you think he this is viable? That he will be able to make it through the season dealing with that? Grant, I mean. Like you said, the the most important thing you said, these are people. If you're going through a divorce, you have children. It, 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 think about that on top of being an NFL yep. quarterback.
3: Yeah. No, listen, I'm with you. That's why I'm picking Tampa in, in addition with their offensive line uh, to slide a little bit. I think they're going to be one of the teams that take a step back. Now, Sean Salisbury, you know, who I have the utmost respect for. He's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks Tampa is going to the Super Bowl. You know, he, he thinks no. that Tampa is the best team in the NFC and he's picking them to be the top team in the NFC.
6: I don't see that one bit, but I, I do respect it. I mean, how, how do you bet against Tom Brady? Right. I mean, he's done it six times already. So yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, Grant, I can't wait for everybody to come out uh, this coming Monday. Uh, and, Come see us, get bald, meet us, and hang out with all the cool people that are going to be there. We can't wait to rub shoulders and have some great food. Thank you to Bennett's. Thank you to everybody volunteering their time. And, uh, yeah, thank you, man.
3: And you'd be good on Wednesdays to have a little roundtable fantasy show, for you know, part of the show. You're okay with that? Yeah, I would love to do that. Absolutely. All right. So why don't we do that? Uh, Why don't we do it tomorrow? All right. We'll have everyone that's listening tomorrow. It's open for him Wednesday tomorrow, so we can talk about whatever you want. But if you want to talk fantasy, all you got to do is hit the uh, hand icon. I'll put you all up on the stage. So I'll, I'll, what I'll do tomorrow is say, OK, we're going to spend 15 or 20 minutes. We're going to have a fantasy roundtable. If you want to join in, hit your hand icon. I'll put you all up on the stage. I'll moderate it and we can have fun doing that and see how it goes.
6: Wait, do, does that mean I don't get to play any games with you?
3: Well, you know what? It's uh, it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a normal week if you don't play a game with me. So no, you I'll still give you your time.
6: It's all good. <laughs> all right. Very good. No, I don't need to play any games. But uh, no, I, I think that's a great idea. Fantasy's awesome. I love the idea going into the season about what we're gonna do. Like Grant said, I will be tracking the picks, and uh, we will see who comes out on top.
3: Sounds good, man. Take care. All right, brother. appreciate you. You too. Bye bye.
1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
2: No purchase necessary. VGW. Revoid. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All
3: right. Good stuff right there. So we'll do that tomorrow. Open forum Wednesday and uh fantasy round table. All right. So anyone that plays fantasy football that wants to partake, it's going to be available tomorrow. All right. And I'll moderate it. So, I'll start off with an individual and we'll go around the table and we can't all talk at once. So you just have to understand that. And if I say, hey, stop, stop, you got to stop talking. If I say, hey, Joe, stop, stop. Or if I say, then you got to listen to me because we can't be talking over one another. So that's the only way that that will work. Uh, but we'll do it. We'll do it tomorrow. That'll be fun. And it'll be also open for Wednesday where we can talk about anything. I'm just so pumped that we're a little more than 48 hours away from the start of the NFL season. Were you like me and everyone else on Sunday this week where you're like going about your day and you're thinking to yourself, wow, this is the last Sunday I'm going to have free until February, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but my Sundays, I, that's all I do. That's all I do. I wake up. Uh, on the East Coast, it's a lot easier because the games don't come on at one, but it sucks when the games go all the way until midnight sometimes. But that's that's my Sunday. I know a lot of you listening, it's the same thing. And I don't play uh, fantasy football. But I do love watching almost all the games. And if I can't watch a game, then I what I do is I... Uh, go back and watch it on the shortcuts where it's condensed to 30 minutes because I love watching every play of every game. Love it. Absolutely love it. So I can't wait. I cannot wait. Love, love, love. All right, let's get to uh, John. Now, John, do not tell me that you did not catch any fish this weekend. Do not tell me that you once again came up empty
0: fishing. Grant, I didn't go fishing this weekend, okay? Too hot? It was warm. It was actually my grandson's four year old. He turned four and it was his, his birthday. steven's oldest kid turned four. Wow. So That's we, awesome. we, hung out, we hung out around the house and the houses. He lives one mile from me. So it, it's pretty freaking cool having a good four year old man now. Because I think, you know, we've talked great. about it before. He's a little four year old yep. man. It's great.
3: That's He's awesome. awesome. That's His means Jameson. Well, yeah. that's awesome. I'm happy to hear that.
0: Man, it, it was fun. So, and hey, going fishing. I, I didn't go, and I didn't catch any. So it was a, uh, I guess, the same result as last week. But sometimes that's how it goes. And I, um, I had a freaking awesome time. You know, just well, with the like like, kids and everything well, like that. I did, I did get to some football. And man, Notre Dame looked. Better than I had anticipated, really. They played freaking pretty damn good against uh, yep. uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State.
3: I thought they yeah. did too. Actually, I'll tell you this. I think if the game had been in South Bend, I think Notre Dame would have won the game. I really they do.
0: They may very well have. They may very well have. And hey, go down to Louisiana. LSU did not look as good no. as I thought they would have. But then again, I thought midway through the game, and I saw saw Kelly, some of Kelly's um, expressions on his face calls. You know what? Notre Dame may not have looked as good yesterday if he was still the coach and vice versa. You know what I mean? Brian Kelly might not be all he's, uh, all he's popped up to be, but we will see uh, now that he's in, you know, now I know one thing in LSU, you
3: you can't lose, you can't lose too many games when you're the coach at LSU because they don't care how much money you're getting paid. They'll run your ass right out of town. I mean, Les Miles made a fortune when he got run out of town, and we can go on and on. So, I mean, look at their uh, – you know, Coach O, Coach Orjan. I mean, same thing happened to him. He, he left with a sack full of money, and he had just a had a – ball po-
0: on his face. And a huge that's smile right. on his and face. It, but, that's I mean, think went. about
3: that. The two years prior, he went undefeated with Joe Burrow as quarterback. They didn't lose a game, all right? And then two years later, he's out because he didn't have a good season. That That's LSU for you. They don't mess around down there.
0: It is. And, hey, people were wondering, well, Kelly, why is Kelly getting out of Notre Dame? That's a job that he could keep for 20 years. You could keep that yep. job for nearly forever. But we talked about it last year a little earlier than this time. This is why. It's because of the freaking pocketbook right there. Well, it's, wallet is $100 million, no, yeah. right now. 100, no matter what happened, million dollars. he could shoot his pants in the next two years. He's still got all that money, and then he, he'll, he'll go anywhere. $100 he'll, million. Dollars. Yep. Pocketbook. You take care. Hey, Grant. Great talking to you, buddy. How was your weekend, by the way? It's good. If you like watching football, that's
3: all I did all weekend. I just watched uh, football all weekend. I really did. I watched uh, every single game that I could watch.
0: Did you get any of the U.S. Open in? Uh,
3: You know, I did watch a little bit of the Open. I did watch uh, Serena's last match, of course. Uh, I did watch a little bit of... A couple of I watched a little bit of the Nadal match last night. Against uh, Tiafoe
0: against Tiafoe, yeah, that was yeah that, that was, was that, that pretty was, fun to watch right there. Yeah it was yeah you it know? was so Rafa Rafa he's my favorite tennis player him and you know Federer kind of my favorite going but I always root for the Americans and yesterday my wife came in and I told him hey Butt Pickers playing you know Rafa she giggled a little bit oh you got to tell me when you know when he's playing and I said well yeah. okay now it's Tiafo, he's the best American versus my yep. best versus my favorite player, and she's all well. Who do you want to win? And I'm, you know, I thought about it, and I'm all well. No matter who loses, I won't be disappointed. But I'm so uh, proud of the young American who won, and hopefully the Americans have another guy who who can do this and bring this back, like we've been talking about, you know. Yeah, Andy it would Roddy be great. As well, dude who do want a major? Yeah. I think a big tournament, but we shall see, buddy.
3: Thank you. You take care. Bye bye. You too. You know, we were talking about Tom Brady. I just went to, uh, you know, newyorkpost.com and their exclusive story says Tampa Fray, F-R-A-Y. Giselle and Tom Brady have not reconciled despite her return to Florida. So it's all over the news. I don't care about someone's personal life. Like I really don't. I think because you're a public fear doesn't mean that your personal business needs to be everybody's business, but that's the society we live in. But I do wonder if Tom Brady is going to be affected. I, I, I do wonder that. I really do. All right. So tomorrow, we are going to have an open forum Wednesday and we'll have a fantasy football session. We don't have to spend, you know, all show on it. We'll see how it goes. And you guys can exchange ideas or gals. and We go back and forth and we'll have a good time. And again, I hope to see you out at Bennett's on Monday. Just go to uh, Grant Napier Charitable Event dot com. All the information is on there. All right, thank you everyone. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow, four o'clock tomorrow, four o'clock Pacific, right here on Listen App.
2: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered JumboCasino dot
0: It's my little escape.
2: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa.